What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast brought to you always by SorrySports.com. So we were supposed to do our Super Bowl preview, but we were rudely interrupted by some terrible Knicks news involving Kristaps Porzingis. So Sean and I went over that first. After that, we did go into the Super Bowl talking about the game, our preview for it. We made some picks, and then, of course, we talked about prop bets after that. So enjoy this one, guys. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. And shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. We will be back next week with another podcast. Enjoy this one and enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a good one. Sorry to interrupt here on a Friday night prime Listen, time. I'm sorry to interrupt, okay? Okay, you're going to be ready to go? No, I, I'm, this is just fucking This terrible. is a big time podcast, so obviously you're expecting our Super Bowl preview, which you're getting, but that we are matter. leading off right now as Tom's life has changed dramatically in the last about 28 hours. We're leading it off with, you guessed it, the news of the week. Kristaps Porzingis has been traded. He is no longer a New York Nick. He is now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. And before we get into all of it, and we will get into all of it, Tom, how are we feeling? What's going on with you? You called me, and this that was a big deal for you. Middle of the day, I was like, oh shit, this guy, yeah, I don't, I know, what glad, he's, don't know what he's thinking. Glad you picked, picked up at work, and that was before the trade was finalized. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm clearly upset. I'm confused. I don't know what I did. All fair, all fair, I don't know what I did to have God emotions. smite me like this. Um, just really disappointed. Really disappointed. And, and I'm holding out hope, as you got to do as a Knicks and a Jets fan. But I'm really ups- I'm upset. I'm very upset. Don't blame you. I was actually really looking forward to this discussion tonight, man, because we haven't talked about it since the news came down and you were still trying to, like, yeah. digest it and actually, like... So understand what the fuck happened. So let's go over the trade first. Let's okay. Do it. So obviously the Knicks traded Kristaps uh, Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks along with a massive contract, which is one of the worst contracts I've ever seen. Remember, I referenced that Tim Hardaway was an intern and then he was basically promoted to CEO after being fired. That's basically what the contract was. So they get rid of that deal. Another bad deal in Courtney Lee, Trey Burke in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr who was a young prospect who the Knicks passed up on last year, the year before this draft. Wes Matthews, an expiring contract. The corpse of DeAndre Jordan, another expiring contract. And two future first-round picks, an unprotected in 2021 and a top 10 protected in 2023. So, why don't we go over the pros first? Because that'll be quick. There's not too many of them. Yeah. All right, so here's how you look at it. One, and this is this is the most glaring that I feel like people aren't talking about. Porzingis is seven foot three with back and foot problems coming off of an ACL injury, and we don't know how healthy he is. Now, this isn't how I feel, so we don't have to go back and forth about it. But this is one of the one of the pros for the Knicks trading him. The other, and obviously the one that they're talking about, is the fact that they clear up cap space for these hypothetical free agents. Seventy-one million dollars worth of cap space heading into two the max. Cap space is available, two max slots available for hopefully 
if there is a God, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to come to this team. And the other thing they did was they pretty much just completely blew it up. They got a young asset in Dennis Smith Jr. They got a bunch of guys that aren't going to play that they might be able to turn into another second-round pick. And they got two more first-round picks out of it. They have seven picks in the next five years in the first round. Okay, so those are the pros, I guess, if you were to look at it like that. Now let's go through the cons, okay? Let's. They traded a 24-year-old player that was probably one of the 20 most talented players in the NBA and the most talented player since Patrick Ewing, probably a top three to five talent in the history of the franchise. Not to mention that the guy was a restricted free agent. So that means you have this guy under control for the next three years. Not to mention that this was leaked yeah, this was leaked, and then the deal was done within what felt like an hour of happening. So it really doesn't feel like the Knicks did any shopping. Meanwhile, the Knicks had three fucking years to shop this guy if they really wanted to trade him. Not to mention that on the table was supposedly the Boston Celtics were offering the Jason Tatum pick or the Markel Fultz pick a couple years earlier. So if you really wanted to trade the guy, why the fuck didn't you trade him then? So all of these things are definitely cons. The guy is incredibly talented. I don't care that he wasn't happy. You need to keep a 24-year-old best player on your team and the only asset you have, not only to see if you can work things out with him. LaMarcus Aldridge worked things out with Pop when he was all but gone, and there's been players all the way down the line. But not only that, even if you don't want to keep him and you want to trade him, this guy's by far your best asset. You mean to tell me that if he doesn't play next year you could, and he shows that he's fully healthy or close to it, that you couldn't get more for him than this? The best thing you got out of this was cap space. You just traded your best player for cap space. I don't think that's Here's ever happened. Here's the equivalent of what they just did. They just traded their stocks in for lottery tickets. That's essentially the equivalent you can draw. Okay? Yeah. And they'll be brilliant if though if they win the Mega Millions, but if they don't, they just traded out all their stocks and they got absolutely nothing in return. And that's essentially what this deal is. They just traded their franchise icon for expiring contracts. That's how I look at it. And the biggest thing that, you know, I, I think it, I'm glad to hear the way that you've been portraying this deal because I wasn't honestly sure how you were going to try to paint a good picture out of this, like a lot of Nick fans that I've come into contact with have. It's not and, good. And that's what I'm saying is. Nick fans are probably the most delusional fans that I know. And trust me, as a net fan, I'm I'm very complacent with the fact that my team is the second banana in the in the city. They always will be. They're For not now. they're For not now. they are. The but, keep but doing you know, this shit. It will never be like when the if the Knicks ever get good, no matter what kind of run the Nets might have. It's like the Clippers with the Lakers, right? The Clippers might be fun for a while like they were in those Blake Griffin, Chris Paul years. But at the end of the day, it's a Laker town, and that's fine. But that's not even the point at hand. The point at hand is the fact that the New York Knicks have done absolutely nothing right now for the better part of 20 years, with the exception of that one playoff team that went into the second round and lost to Indiana. I think it was a 52-win team in 2012-2013. They alienated Carmelo Anthony, who say what you want about him, but at least he wanted to fucking be there, okay? Now, that was a Phil Jackson thing, apparently, and they got rid of him. But 
Now you have Kristaps Porzingis, who didn't go to that exit meeting with Phil, and that was the first thing with me that kind of rubbed me the wrong way with him. This guy's won nothing in the league. He's done nothing other than show some flashes of brilliance, and trust me, this isn't an anti-Porzingis thing, but we should just call it how it is. The guy hasn't accomplished anything in this league. He's never shown he can be a star player in this league, and for him to be demanding these kind of things, to me, is absolutely outrageous. He doesn't even have a track record like a Jimmy Butler does, who obviously we've gone through that whole saga and we'll continue to go through that as the months come but if I'm the Knicks the most glaring issue is you can't keep this guy happy he's in New York City he's 25 he's 23 years old 22 years old rehabbing from his surgery and he was supposed to be the asset and the reason that you were going to be able to attract a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving and now this is just these guys talk man these guys talk amongst each other around you know practices and and text messages they all know the deal and New York City is not a desirable attraction if you have to play for the Knicks right now. We know absolutely nothing about Fizdale. This is another European superstar that he has now not been able to get along with. This team is worse than they actually should be. Now, I know that they're going for the number one overall pick, and they should. But you have to even admit as a Knicks fan, this is worse than you could think of. They are well, not, the reason why not it's even... worse is because at the beginning of the year, they were losing close games, and, and it's gone all downhill. You don't even see player development, well, which well, is the disappointing Well, that's part. the thing. And, like, you know, Nick fans are holding on to this whole thing with Frank Nittokino. Why? The guy can't even get playing You know time. I'm not. No, I know you're not, but I'm saying collectively. It's like, why do you want to see this guy play? He was picked by a guy that was fired literally two weeks later, okay? He plays an antiquated style of basketball, and his best-case scenario is possibly a sixth or seventh guy who can play defense and guard any position. He's never going to score, and he's never going to be anything close to a lottery pick. Emmanuel Moutier is getting play over him. That should tell you all you need. But Fisdale in this entire dumpster fire of a season has done nothing to give people around the league, especially your superstars who are impending free agents, a la your Kyrie Irvings, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard's, and the like, any kind of belief that they are actually going in the right direction. And that's why I'm saying to Nick fans, this is there's an or there's a stinky you know, atmosphere surrounding Madison Square Garden with James Dolan running the show as the owner, this team has embarrassed themselves now for the better part of 20 years. And that matters. It doesn't matter how much cap space you had. The last time they had they cleared the deck was for LeBron James, who never gave them a shot. And then they well, tried actually, to do it with Kevin Durant, who didn't even give them a actually, meeting, who rumor, was having them in the Hamptons. Rumor has it, and this is how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even put an exclamation point on your point. Rumor has it is that D Wade and LeBron wanted to go to the Knicks, and it was such a shit show in the meeting that at the at the eleventh hour, Pat Riley pulled something out of his ass, and they ended up going to Miami. So they wanted to go to the Knicks when the Knicks cleared the deck, and you know what the Knicks got? Five months of Amari Stoudemire. Right. That's what they, they got. And the only reason they got him was because they no threw one else would money him. at him yes. that nobody else would because he had about forty five year old knees, and and that's the whole thing is. You know, the Nick fans who are trying to paint a good picture about this, I, I really don't know what you're seeing. You we have can't. to pay attention to the trend. Like, Oakland, California 
should not be a destination for NBA superstars to want to go to. I mean, Paul George decided that he liked Oklahoma City so much, playing with a Russell Westbrook, who I know you're not a fan of, and you've kind of talked me against him more as, as we've gone on here. But he decided that Oklahoma City was a destination where he could have the next five years of his career. You don't need to play at MSG. And clearly, like guys like Harden and LeBron, they love going there and playing there once a year. But being there and playing there 42 times a year is not really that important to them. And why would it be? Yeah. you got to play for Dolan. You've got the media scrutiny who's you know wants you to be there and, and be the you know go-to guy and the savior for the franchise. And they can do that anywhere. I mean, I'm telling you, look across the bridge. They just The Nets just lost to the Spurs last night by three points, and Trevion Graham played 40 minutes of that game. Like, they have built a culture that's appealing, and they have room for two max free agents. The Los Angeles Clippers, the second team in L.A., have room for two max free agents. There's a lot of destinations. Maybe Kawhi stays in Toronto. Like with the way that the track record has been going for guys like Chris Paul, or um, not Chris Paul, I'm sorry, Paul George. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't need to play in Madison Square Garden to be no. a superstar. But let's let's wrap this next things up and get into the Super Bowl because I'm getting sick talking about it. Chris Porzingis was traded. We got to look ahead now. You have I mean, to. Well, now now you have to. You can't. And you, you can't, can't hang soak up on it. forever. No. no. You know. Um, so looking ahead, the Knicks have a ton of cap space, and Kyrie Irving, clearly things are going downhill fast in Boston. Oh my God, dude. Kevin Durant seems to have one foot out the door in, o- in, o- in um, not Oklahoma Golden City, State. Golden State. And Anthony Davis, actually, there was a report today that he listed the Knicks as one of the teams that he wouldn't mind going well, to. Well, the Knicks are always going to be on these guys' lists because it's New York City. And it's a, it's important, especially for somebody for, who who is a clutch sports so guy, if, to play in Madison Square yeah, Garden. Yeah, so if you end up with, even if you don't end up with any of these guys, the fact that they have the assets, I guess, is something that I can hold my head. I'm, I'm pissed about Porzingis. I don't want anybody to get me wrong about that. And I thought it was the wrong move, and I thought it was a terrible move. There was other teams involved, such as the Spurs. You mean to tell me that you had to trade him at this second, and you had to trade him for that deal? No. you had. If you wanted to get expiring contracts to clear cap space, and you wanted to get rid of Hardaway and Lee, you still have till a week and a half from now till the trade deadline. I understand you don't have till June, because then it's a wrap. They're... they're pretty much stuck on your team but you have at the very least until the trade deadline you should not have done this within an hour of when the news broke and totally i don't know agree. how long behind closed doors chris ops has been bitching about this but the next the next pr is not too good at keeping things under wraps so i don't think it was that long so looking ahead they have a ton of assets hopefully they can get these guys but listen that's a pipe dream i don't know if it's going to happen i don't know if the yankees are going to get machado i don't know any of this at least they have all these assets, and at least they're not they don't have Eddie Curry on the roster, or, or somebody drowning the cap space. And listen, fourteen percent chance at Zion. Yeah, fourteen. That's all I can say right now. That's, that's, all that's how broken say. I am. And that's the that's the crazy thing because like, again, the bigger picture that people have to think about is in this era of the NBA where destination and location is not the most important driving factor as to being a superstar. You can do it anywhere. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I hope I said that name right. Antetokounmpo. There you go. You're better at that than I am. I'm better at names than you. Wow. (laughs) Well, at least pronouncing that name. You've said it a lot more than I have. 
props to you, buddy, uh, is making a name for himself in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Like that's a big deal. Like you can do this anywhere. Paul George didn't have to go to the Lakers. He could do it in Oklahoma city. You don't have to play at MSG. You can play for the B team. Look how much fun those Clippers teams were playing at Staples center over the Lakers. Like it can happen. Oakland, California has been the absolute epicenter of the basketball universe since 2014. It's crazy. MSG, the New York Knicks, they are not an allure to to free agents. They are just not. And you have to get rid. Now, all you have to do is get one. You have to at least take the chance. And that I give the Knicks, okay? If you recognize, fuck it. We just have to continue to try to do this. You know, you're not going to you're not going to not go up to the pretty girl at the bar because you constantly get rejected. You have to go for it or go else you're going to stay shot. home alone. So, Absolutely. you're going to give it a shot again and you're going to see what you can do. Maybe despite the antics of Dolan and all the nonsense, gonna, Durant I'm, says, "Fuck it, it's important for me to be here." And Kyrie absolutely. says, "It's important for me to play here." But I, this is what I'm going to say to you, and I said this to you on the phone. If they don't get any free agents this time, I'm going to say you're completely right. But for me, it's just wait and see. That's just all like, you can do. We're going to kill the because deal you can now, easily be, we can change our minds in You could easily be proven wrong oh, for in sure. the summer. Listen, so. right now is February 1st. Okay, In exactly five months, it's July 1st, which is when free agents can sign. Right? So that three-day, four-day span around the 4th of July is when all hell breaks loose. And especially this year with all the free agents, things are going to come down fast. The Knicks better fucking have a plan in place to woo these guys and not be left standing at the door as it closes on them. Because if they don't yeah. make if they don't make this happen... If the Knicks and end they up just with traded- Boogie Cousins and Tobias Harris... I'm done. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Because even I, though, maybe I'll watch hockey. I don't know. You can you can be a net fan if you want. No, I, I, that's, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'll move think, on to another sport. But yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, just a couple quick questions for you. What do you think this does for the Mavs? Now, apparently Porzingis said he'll sign the one-year qualifying offer. Their, their a report came down today that he's not expected to play at all this year. But if he signs that qualifying offer, he's going to be able to play with Luka. Uh, I saw it was too. Is they're looking at Miritich as an offseason I think if position. he plays, I they're think going with he, the all um, Europe team right now over th- there in Dallas, Texas. I think if he plays this year, they're going to compete for the eight seed. Who knows if he plays this year? Things could change quickly. Um, next year, I think they're honestly, if they can make a few other acquisitions, you know, small pieces here on the side. Luca another year under his belt. They also have Harry Barnes on the team still, who's a well above serviceable NBA player. They're a top five team in the West. Totally agree. Team Luca with Chris stops if both if they're I don't both even healthy. Is, think about it. It's pretty awesome. But last thing too, just to ask you a question, man. What do you think of Porzingis now? We we've talked about the Knicks. What do we think about Porzingis as a guy now? Do you think that this was more of a Knicks issue, more of a Kristaps issue, or was this just you know fire and gasoline? I think you got to meet in the middle when it comes to that. I I don't think the Knicks. I mean, listen, as much as I try and defend them and whatnot, the Knicks are a shit show. Oh, yeah. And, and Porzingis is a young guy. Who knows who's helping him make these decisions, whether it's his brother who played professionally overseas or Well, he was, he's his been an integral or, part of it, that, that's whatever. for sure. And some of the decisions that they've made, whether it be posting a video on Instagram two weeks after tearing your ACL, jumping off a boat, or whatever. Well, con- he contradicting Fisdale when Fisdale said he's not running and he's posting an Instagram video of him yeah, sprinting clearly, in a gym. Yeah. Or, not, or even, which I thought was kind of funny, him not showing up to that meeting. Clearly there was something behind it. Clearly both sides haven't made the best decisions. And 
I mean, listen, I don't think that maybe a clean, maybe a new, maybe a new scenery will be great for him. He'll be mentored by Dirk down there, who is his, clearly his idol. Even if Dirk's not with the team next year, he will be around the team. Dirk and D-Wade got honorable um, all-stars, by the Props way. Props to that. That's a good idea. That was cool. Your boy D-Lo also made an all-star team. Yes, but sir. this is not a Monday rundown, so we can go over that next week at some point. Um, but I think it's somewhere in the middle, to be honest with you. With that being said, my final point on this was I don't fucking care if he was the biggest piece of shit ever. He, he worked hard. The guy had talent. He should have never traded this asset. No, and not in a deal like this. And my take on it, too, to, to put a bow on this thing is is I kind of agree with you. You know, I, I'm obviously recognize how much of a issue and, and just shit show the New York Knicks are as an organization, seemingly no matter who's running the team, whether it's Scott Perry or Phil Jackson or Donnie Walsh or whomever. But the other thing is Christos Porzingis. And I'll tell you this, I understand and I might not like it, but the way the league is now is obviously if, if you wanted to find everybody for tampering, you basically could, you know, these guys just aren't happy for two seconds. And they want to, I mean, Dennis Smith jr. Saying he didn't want to be in Dallas anymore. It looks like he got his wish, but it's like, dude, you've been in the league for not even two years. Like you can't be demanding trades. I mean, Porzingis to me, you know, I know what you said about Phil and, and trust me, Phil ominously, Ran basically destroyed your franchise for another 10 years based off what he did with draft picks, trades, signings. I mean, you basically thought that he was sabotaging the organization. That's how bad he was. Um, but the other thing, too, is he's your boss. He has 11 rings. Not as an executive, but he has 11 rings. Show up to the fucking meeting. It's your third year. You're not a superstar yet. You haven't done anything in this league to carry out this kind of attitude that you're better than that. You have other established veterans who have to put up with it and go. You're not above this, and you can't act like that. And I don't know whether it's his brother or him. It's probably I know his brother plays a major role in his decision-making of what to do, but I'm sorry. That's a bad look for the kid. I know you and I kind of butted heads over that earlier in the offseason. Uh, or as the season started, rather, that does matter. That that's not something you should be doing as a player. But again, I don't think he's wrong with anything that he's done or said. Uh, the Knicks don't really deserve any respect. But still, don't be carrying yourself like a ten-time All Star. You're not. Yeah, absolutely. So that pretty much wraps that up. I'm really pissed about it. But listen, what can you do? You got to move on. When Manny Machado signs with the San Diego Padres, you got to move on. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, at least though, again, with the Yankees, it's like this is a 100-win team that at least actually has improved from last year. But they're being cheap as fuck, and I don't like it. They're not being they're being cheap as fuck as far as the big splash, but they've dropped about $70 million in their bullpen, so I'll take that. True, I will take that. All right. Let's move on so to Super Bowl So let's move on to the task at hand. It takes here. place in about 48 hours. We'll have a winner. Yeah. Really? Really? I, yeah, Sunday, I guess Sunday I guess you're night, right. I night, guess you're right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really know time that well. I guess. Um, so the time New England names. Patriots against the L.A. Rams, not You've the St. Louis Rams. One. Yep. All right, so let's look at the spread first. Pats by two and a half. Um, the over under on the game is fifty six. We don't usually go over over unders, but it's pretty easy this week. We only got one game. Um, what do you feel about the game first? Well. I'm definitely looking at the New England Patriots uh, to win this game. Well, um, yeah, you picked them. I'm picking them to the whole to, year. Yeah, I picked them the whole year, so I'm not going to deviate from that. Um, what do you think about 
I, the I will, spread. I will definitely say this. The spread, I think, is very kind to the New England Patriots. Um, two and a half. Like I, I, They'll win by a field goal, in my opinion, for sure. Okay. I feel about that. Key matchups are honestly, you know, people talking about how great the, the defensive line is for the Rams. And honestly, they have been very good, especially since they got Dante Fowler Jr. to add to an Aaron Donald and an Indomitian Sue. But I tell you what. That L.A. Chargers defensive line was formidable as hell, too. And the Patriots, you know, Handled they're, they're going to beat you with paper cuts. You know, they're not going to slice your arm off, but they're going to dissect you. a thousand paper cuts. Exactly. They, they, they're going to run those really quick running back screens, those wide receiver screens that Brady's been doing since the first time they played the Rams nine, 17 years ago. And then also... Once they can do that, they're going to open up the running game. If there's any part of the Rams defense that is a little, uh, you know, vulnerable is their, is their linebacking court. So I do like the Patriots to be able to expose them a little bit, especially with those middle routes with an, with an Edelman and some Gronk, Gronkowski uh, slant routes and quick cuts and stuff like that. I mean, listen, I'm not going against Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. I think golf is super good. I'm very interested to see what what role Todd Gurley has in this game because he was Absolutely. a no-show in the NFC Championship for whether he was hurt, whether he had, you know, they just felt that C.J. Anderson was a better option, which I still can't believe that that's actually a thing. But listen, Sean McVay has been very, very good. And whether they're lucky to be here or t- more talented to be here, regardless, they're here. And you can't really shit on anything they've done. But I really like the Patriots. Other matchups that I'm looking for is the Patriots, we know how bad their linebacking core is, but their secondary is secondary. great, and the Rams like exactly. to, the Rams like to go downfield. I think they might have a little bit of a problem doing that. they got to establish that run game early. I if think, they can't, they're in a lot of trouble. What are you looking for? So I'm going to take the Patriots with the two and a half points as well. I'm feeling that, especially in this game. What I think is going to happen is Belichick's going to completely eliminate the running game. He's going to take C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley out of this game altogether as best he can. And he's going to trust his secondary. And he's going to say Jared Goff's going to have to win you this game. And, and I think that he's not, obviously, if I'm picking the Patriots, he's not going to be able to. And I think he's really going to trust Gilmore, who's probably been the best cornerback in football this year. And the rest of that secondary to shut down those wide receivers. They can jam Brandon Cooks at the line. The guy's not a strong wide receiver. And they know Brandon Cooks very well from having played for them last year in the Super Absolutely. Bowl. Absolutely. They're going to hit him every time, every single time. And I think that he's going to shut that down. From the other side of the ball, I'm just going to echo what you said. It's going to be death by a thousand paper cuts. Tom Brady's going to shred him. He's got the highest completion percentage by like 20 points on getting rid of the ball under two seconds. So I think he's definitely going to dominate them on passes, short passes to Julian Edelman and James White, just picking them apart. James White, four touchdowns in his two Super Bowls played. And I think Sony Michelle is going to probably have about 60 yards, maybe 70 in a rushing touchdown as well. I think he's going to run all over this team. And you've got Burkhead too, who can sneak up on you as well. And I think Gronkowski is going to make a couple big plays in this game. He might be more of that blocking Gronkowski that we saw in the Chargers game. Yep. But I also think that they're going to turn him loose and be able to make a big play. for him. I think Gronk's probably going to have maybe two or three big catches. It's only going to be two or three, but you're going to remember them because they're going to be in massive moments in this game. Just like that Chiefs game down the stretch. Absolutely. So the over-under on the game is 56. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to give you a final score. I think it is 27 to 23. Ooh. 
I like that. I'm going to go over, though. And wow. I think it's going to be, be a shootout. It's just I never do. like that in the Super Bowl. Last year was. True. And last the year, year before was. was somewhat of a shootout just because of the well, big comeback. Well, yeah. But last year, I mean, they were trading touchdown for tr- for touchdown yeah, for basically I, I don't the think entirety of the game. In a row. But listen. Well, I mean, the, both these offenses are prolific. Um, both can put up points quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, and especially, they do it in different ways. You know, the Rams have more firepower, but the Patriots, when they're when they're clicking on all cylinders like they were in that Charger game, you can't stop them. So I'm going to take the old the over. I'm looking for about a 38 to 35 game. Okay, it's a wow. covering my two and a half. Patriots win by a field goal. Um, and I think both kickers are going to play a big role in this game too. I mean, this might be, as far as a combination is concerned, the best Super Bowl with the two best kickers. I mean, between Greg the Leg and then of course Goskowski, who you know, think about the run the Patriots had with kickers going right from Vinatieri to Goskowski. Yeah, the only one that's better is probably Tucker. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm I'm looking at both of these guys to be sure things um, as far as extra points and, and field goals are concerned. I will take the New England Patriots 38-35 to 35 to win their sixth Super Bowl. There it is. So we're both taking the Patriots. So now let's do something fun before we wrap this thing up. We'll go over some prop bets here. Um, so first prop bet we have up on the board. How long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? The over... The it's set at um it's set at a hundred seconds. The over one oh five is minus one forty and the under one oh five is plus one hundred. So it's set at a hundred five seconds, excuse me. I'm I'm always going over. Oh me too. Yeah. Big I'll, time. I'll, on I'll this. meet you I'll meet you on that one for sure. She's gonna freaking belt that thing out. She's gonna extend those notes. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for a lengthy national anthem because that's their spotlight. Yeah, that's absolutely. Spotlight. All right, so the second one we have is what song will be performed by Maroon 5? First. First, excuse me. So they're probably going to perform all these. I'm going to go more in the middle here, and, and it's just because it really stuck to me when I went down this list that you sent me. I'm going moves like Jagger. That's a good call. That's a really good call. I like that one just because I, that has to be their that has to be their signature song. They're either going to start or finish. With I'm, that. I'm looking at Sugar. That's a plus 550. And I think that's like their most recent. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, I think that was like two or three years ago. Um, I like Sugar to, to lead them off. So I'm going to go with that. That's a plus 550. Another prop, and I don't know if this is on any boards, but it's like, what's the overrun? Yes or no, does Travis Scott propose? I didn't propose? see it. I, I told you that that was my that was my go-to. I was checking all over I the like boards. That. I'm I like couldn't that. find the, it. I don't have a number. On the pulse, Sean, I don't, of pop culture. I, right? I don't have a number. Um, if anybody wants to tweet at I'm us, taking email yes. us. But I'm saying yes. Because you know what? And also, Stormy's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Stormy. Hey, look at that. So that's a it's big... His daughter, if anybody yeah, didn't know. That, that's a big deal. So what better way than to celebrate with the proposal? Listen, on Absolutely. top of that, too... Why else would he be here? Yeah, he's not was, from Atlanta. If it was a Houston Super Bowl, it'd be one thing. They should have the Migos playing. They should have Outkast. Well, they should have you. Like, I want to see if Andre Three Thousand joins Big Boy because Big Boy's coming out too for halftime. Oh, that'd be crazy if they bring out. Yes, if they bring Andre. Well, out you got to bring out Jermaine too. Jermaine yeah. Dupree as well. If he does Welcome to Atlanta, that place that place explodes. They but have. I don't know. They've got to do some kind of like super celebration and just the biggest show. And I and I think. Maroon 5 and um, Adam Levine kind of has, you know, they understand the significance that this is. And 
you know, whether they got picked to do it. They know that it's a big deal. Listen, I think they're going to try to I'm share not trying the stage. To, I'm not trying to have a gripe with the NFL, but Atlanta's a hip-hop hotbed, and, and they've been putting out, I mean, between Future. And I could go up and down the list of the artists that have come out of the ATL in the last, like, 25 years, Ludacris, you name it. The fact that none of these guys got the ass. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, but but yeah, no, I think I mean that's the NFL for you getting everything wrong. They get everything wrong, even the things that people may not even care that much about. But no, I'm taking that Travis Scott one, man. Why else would he be there? He's a Houston guy. He's got no ties to any of the performers that are scheduled. Yeah, to it's perform. not like he has a feature with um with Maroon Five. So no, I'm in he's got nothing with Big Boy either. So it's like, listen, you, this is your stage, my man. Go. Yeah, absolutely. It'll All give right. your girlfriend a reason to, to stay tuned. Yeah, true. So speaking of the bad side of the NFL, the next one we have is total times Roger Goodell will be shown. Now, I'm, I'm putting an asterisk next to this one because does this count the post game when he gives him the trophy? No, no? Only, during the, only during the 60 minutes of the game. Um, I think he's got a bad stigma to him, but I, I'm still going to take the over. I'm taking the over, too. Um, and I think especially because the Patriots are involved. And yeah. like you said on Monday, he wants absolutely no part of handing this trophy over to the Patriots again. Just no, forever stemming from that deflate gate debacle four years, five years ago now, uh, four years ago now, he, he just, it's going to be, it's going to be something he wants no part of. And especially if the Patriots are winning this game or if it's close, they're going to show him up there in his, in his box looking holier than now. Yeah, true. So give me the over of one and a half. Absolutely. So the next one, and, and I don't know, will Tony Romo predict result in a touchdown? So does this mean that Tony Romo is saying, oh, I think this play's coming. I think they're getting six on this one. Is yeah, that what that means? That's exactly what it means. I like Tony Romo a lot. I'm saying yes. Listen, this guy, everything he does, you know, turns, turns to gold. gold. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite of everything that's happening over in Madison Square Garden. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Okay. So um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. That's at 165. He's gonna get a lot of plays right because he can't help himself. And also, this is his biggest moment. This is the that's time. why I think he's I'm, gonna get this. I, this is, but he's come up short in all the other big games he's played in. And I love Romo as a broadcaster. I never thought I'd say that about another cowboy. He's phenomenal. I think he's gonna get plays right, but I find it so hard to believe that he's gonna call a play and it's gonna immediately result in a touchdown. If he does, I'm wrong. Um, but that's freaking amazing. Uh, so I'm gonna say no. That's at minus one sixty-five. All right, so the next one we have, and I'm actually looking up the weather right now for this one, is the New Orleans, will the, um, sorry, I'm, I got to look it up in Atlanta. The Mercedes-Benz Dome. The Mercedes, I thought New Orleans was named that one. Yep, um, that one is, too. Right? That's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. This is the Mercedes-Benz Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Dome. Yeah. That's stupid. Can somebody else get out there and, and do something? Coca-Cola but, is a, is a freaking Atlanta company, a Georgia company. You would think that they'd be able to pull those rights. Well, but, Pepsi is the NFL. Did you so. hear that though? So uh, even though Pepsi's the official soft drink of the NFL, there's a issue because uh, Georgia obviously is a Coca-Cola uh, state. So they're pouring rights for the concessions at the stadium. It's all Coca-Cola. It's not Pepsi. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. Yep. So there's a little nugget for you guys. All right. So it's looking like it's in the, it feels, it's saying right now that it feels like 46 in Atlanta. 
So the Super Bowl, I, I don't expect the weather to change that much. Well, it's supposed to warm up throughout this area by Sunday. Like, it's going to be like 51 here. So I'm wondering, if even if it hits into the 60s, you think it'll be open with all the pyrotechnics and all that? Let's see. All right. So it's supposed to be cloudy 59 in Atlanta on, on um, game day. I think if you don't have a clear sky, what's the point? Uh, it's going to be packed. This one's tough, man. We're really putting a lot of effort into this one. So minus 175 for yes. No is plus 135. So what do they know that I don't know? I'm going to say no in a, on a cloudy night. I'm going to I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm going to say yes. I think, okay. they, I think if it's even remotely nice enough. Now, they'll probably close it you know, into the first quarter. But I think just for the pageantry and everything, the way that part, you got to remember too, part of my thinking kickoff. Yeah. You're right. Part of my thinking with this too, is because the retractable dome is so like state of the art and different from everything else. Like it, it totally contradicts everything else that a retractable roof stadium has been. Um, I think they want to show that freaking thing off. So I'm going to say it's going to start open as the day is is pretty warm. And as it cools off into the first quarter, they'll close that bad boy. I hope it breaks halfway. <laughs> just, to, just to prove me right that it should have been shut. All right, so the last bet, and I already hinted at this one um, this was on yours. the last time. So we could go down the list and say, oh, how many completions is Brady going to have and all that stuff. But I figured we'd do some fun That's ones boring. instead. So the last one is the color of the liquid, most likely Gatorade, but we're not sponsored by Gatorade, so fuck that. Fuck Pepsi, fuck Coke. Yep, could be Powerade. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't care. Whatever it is. The color of the liquid poured on Bill I Belichick. I think they should do Pedialyte. That's the Sean Rowe official yes, absolutely. hydration drink. Um, poured on Bill Belichick on both our predictions today. Lime green, lime green, and yellow. Are they all the same? Yeah, I mean it's like Are the, they all it's, the same it's like that, that it's like that lemon lime yellow yeah, 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 flavor. Yeah, yeah yellow. That's the one that lime. everybody has when they're sick. Yeah. I have that one when I'm sick. There you go. Or the red, the you know, just the regular the fruit punch. The fruit punch. Yep. Like that's always a go to. But when I'm feeling nice, it's blue. There you go. That's for, like when you're real. in your zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I if I'm going out when or Tom's hot, when Tom's hot on a podcast, he's, yeah, he comes, I'm having shows blue. up with a blue Gatorade. Yeah. All right. So it's plus two twenty five for the the yellow one. Orange plus 300, blue plus 375, red plus 400, water and or clear Gatorade. Because they have that like... It's like the Cherry Glacier. Yeah, yeah. that one. I don't think they're going to be drinking that on the sidelines. But it is plus 400. And then purple, a dark horse at plus 1,000. Now, you know where I'm going with this one. It's blue for me. I just have a feeling it's going to be blue. What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to go against that classic blue Gatorade. I mean, I feel like every single year that's what I end up seeing. Has it ever been purple is my question. I've never seen it. Now, I did look into the last couple. They've been showing it since the 2014 Super Bowl, which was the um, the one in Arizona, the Patriot-Seahawk uh, game. Purple has not surfaced, so that's probably why it's all the way at a plus 1,000. I haven't seen any clear either. Now I have seen that lime that lime green one and I've also seen or the uh, lemon lime flavored yellow one and I've also seen red in addition to your blue but blue has surfaced the most. I am going to just go against you here. I'm throwing down the red Gatorade. Wow, it's okay. It's going to be doused on Bill Belichick's head for the 6th time. 
Wow. As the New England Patriots win yet again. Okay. All right. Now, everybody listening, you know, we're going to recap these next week with all these different prop bets that we put down. So you can hold us to it. And also, we are coming ever so closer to Tom having to make a, or me making a decision for Tom to suck up and do. Well, I thought we decided issue. we were going to do the polar plunge and I was going to have to do it in an Eli Manning jersey. That's pretty much it. I've thought about some others. There were some other, uh, some fans of the podcast that, that recommended a couple. So I want to run you, run those by you off the okay. air. And then we will have a decision made. You by can next run them week. by me on the air. I told you I'll do anything. I, I mean, I lost. I'm a man of my word. So it yeah. is what it is. Right now we're thinking the polar plunge, but they're with the Eli jersey. But I got some others in in my mind. Either way, uh, Tom will pay his bet forward in the weeks to come. Um, but everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, I gotta say, man, this was a fun sports week. Like usually the was week it. Of, well, I mean, as far as like drama and things to talk about, like I, I'm not going to lie. At my expense. Like, well, all, all Nick fans, but also the AD circus that, that came about. You know, mm-hmm. we started our Monday podcast with the Anthony Davis stuff that continues to gain Little traction. did I know, just on Monday. <laughs> yep. Now you got Kyrie saying shit. Um, you know, LeBron came back last night, baseball rumors. Um, it, it's just like... That week of the Super Bowl, I don't really get caught up in that media day shit unless my team's playing. I've, I've kind of had it. That bye week kind of pulls it away from me, and, and I'm just ready for the game to be played. So as far as sports, like the NBA just delivered this week. Absolutely. I think the NBA should be a little nervous with all this player movement, though, but that'll be for another pod. Oh, we'll definitely be touching that. No doubt about it. Absolutely. So enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. We will be back next week with a Monday rundown and probably our final NFL podcast, just to recap. Well, at least of the season. I of mean, course. Once yeah, we head no, into we'll March. Be back next year. Well, and heading into March with all, I mean, basically, NFL free agency deserves time of its own. We'll figure out the scheduling, but for sure. The NFL never ends. It's like the it's like the NBA. Is there a, sometimes the off season's more fun than the regular season? Yeah, absolutely. The only off season that isn't fun is baseball. But enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Look for that ring on Kylie's finger next week. All right, have a good night.